This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 2032. How to be happy. Live in the moment with a plan for the future. By Jay Harrington of lifeandwhim.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD with me, your host, Greg Audino. And this time we have another Sunday bonus episode for you, one in which, instead of reading to you from a relationship-focused article like usual, I actually share the audio from a previously aired episode from a different show in our network, that I think you would enjoy and take something from. Today's comes from Optimal Living Daily, our personal development show that started the whole network. So let's get right to it with Justin's narration and commentary as we optimize your life. How to be happy. Live in the moment with the plan for the future by Jay Harrington of lifeandwhim.com. Have you heard the claim that every seven to 10 years, we essentially become new people because during that time period, every cell in our bodies gets replaced by a new one? That's right, our organs, bones, skin, it's all new. That's pretty remarkable because there are more cells in your body than there are stars in the galaxy. Scientists estimate that our bodies consist of between 30 and 40 trillion cells, 30 to 40 trillion all working in unison, continually adapting and regenerating to meet our body's needs. It makes you wonder, if our bodies can so seamlessly adapt and change, why not our lives? Recently, my friend and I had a conversation, which we try to do monthly, about our goals and aspirations, trials and tribulations. We're both entrepreneurs operating small businesses, and these conversations help us to sort and process what's happening in our lives and work. Often our conversations center on what's going on in the day-to-day. For various reasons, last week we felt the need to expand our minds beyond what was top of mind. There were changes that we both wanted to happen, but we realized that it was impossible to make changes now if we didn't have a grip on what we wanted change to result in later. Our cells, and therefore our bodies, change. It's what they're programmed to do. But changing our lives is a much harder proposition. Our minds are programmed to resist change. It's hardwired into our DNA. One of our most powerful survival mechanisms is the desire to be part of a tribe. In ancient times, if a member of the tribe, using today's parlance, rocked the boat, ruffled feathers, or otherwise wasn't a team player, he or she ran the risk of being cast out. This meant almost certain death out in the elements. Keeping one's head down to avoid standing out was a good idea. The longing to belong to a tribe endures, as does aversion to risk and desire to conform. There are still tribes, such as organizations we belong to, places we work, groups we associate with, and they remain essential to our lives. But there's still risk of being cast out. In a bureaucratically run corporation, for example, new ideas are often suppressed because that's not the way we do things here. Our instincts guide us away from risk and therefore inhibit change because they limit our thinking about what's possible. We don't fight for the future we want. Instead, we fight to maintain the status quo. Often we don't even consider the future. Which brings us back to the conversation I had with my friend last week. What led us to a breakthrough was a simple question. What do I want my life to look like in five years? Give it a try. It's not as easy as it seems. At the very moment you get clarity about what you want your life to look like, all of the corresponding doubts, the cons to your pro, creep in. This is what author Stephen Pressfield calls the resistance. 
For every result you desire, five reasons why it's not reasonable, practical, or possible come to mind. Things like, I'm too old, it's too risky, and what will people think? Resistance comes from the outside as well. It's difficult to recognize because it's often well-meaning. Parents want to shield their kids from struggle, so they encourage their child to pursue a college education, something to fall back on, rather than chasing a dream to be a writer, actor, artist, or entrepreneur. While the desire for change still burns, the flame flickers more weakly due to the resistance. As a result, it's easier to ignore as the light dims. In a short excerpt in his book, The Republic, Greek philosopher Plato wrote what's known as the allegory of the cave. It's a story about prisoners chained in a dark cave since childhood who know nothing but darkness. One prisoner eventually breaks free and eventually bursts out of the cave into the blinding sunlight. It's a painful adjustment, but he comes to realize that the reality he knew, that dark cave, is not in fact reality. Think Neo in the Matrix for a more contemporary example of the same principle, which is, if you never break free of the realities of today, you'll never be enlightened to the possibilities of tomorrow. For many of us, our minds are no different than Plato's cave. We're fearful to break free of convention and dare greatly. But it's only by facing the fear, by staring wide-eyed into the light, that we can gain understanding of what's possible. This means getting out of our heads and starting to act. Change is hard and takes time. Anything you do today will have little impact on your life today, but something you do today and every day thereafter can have immense impact on what your life looks like five years from now. Wanna make a meaningful change in your life? Start by thinking about where you want to be in five years. Live in the moment, but make every moment be guided by clear vision of your future dreams. You just listened to the post titled, How to Be Happy, Live in the Moment with a Plan for the Future by Jay Harrington of lifeandwhim.com. And thank you to Jay. This post reminded me of an anthropology class I took way back in college because we saw a little animation of the allegory of the cave that he talked about, and it really stuck with me. The movie The Matrix also stuck with me when I saw it in high school, and it's true, the basic principle is really similar. What we believe to be reality is just an interpretation of what we're seeing in our senses. But just for a moment, Picture having senses that maybe animals have, like hearing things that we can't currently hear, or being able to run as fast as a cheetah or fly like a bird. Our whole perception and interpretation of what we call our reality would be very different. It's a strange thing to think about, but for me, these types of thought exercises can really help break you out of that metaphorical cave and change those lenses we're wearing from time to time. And that idea of how seven years from now, all the cells in our bodies will be different, it's pretty crazy, right? It reminds me of the idea that we all came from the same cells too, which is always mind-blowing. Whether you're religious or not, if you believe we came from two people that were placed on this earth or believe we came from something else, either case, if you go back far enough, our cells came from the same place. We're all related and arguably all the same gigantic organism despite being separated. It's really weird to think about. There's a short film on YouTube that you can watch. It's called The Egg, if you wanna go down that rabbit hole some more. 
But I'll stop there for today. Thank you for listening every day and optimizing your life with me. Have a great start to your week and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.